Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Steve Geller will join us at 545 for Triple Option. Bob, one of the things that came out today in the press conference in Indianapolis, uh, uh, Dennis Allen, Saints head coach, talked about that Ryan Ramchak had a small knee procedure and they expect him back for training camp. The good news is, man, just thinking about how it ended and how Ramchak talked about it, I thought this would be a major surgery for Ryan. It seems to be, from what Coach Allen was saying, this was a minor knee procedure. No, uh, listen, it's amazing. I've dealt with a number of uh, NFL players and how mentally, how do you handle injuries? And all of a sudden... uh, Certain individuals might think something is uh, major, even though it's minor, because you know what? Damn it, this is hurting me every game I'm playing. I'm trying to practice. It's nagging, and you get frustrated. Then when you get it cleaned up, they go, oh, man, I feel like a new man. So that's why I think that's in the Saints' best interest. Hopefully uh, it was a minor uh, knee procedure, that Ryan Ramchek uh, can all of a sudden come back and be the right tackle that we know he can be. Even you know, close he, to that. No, he don't have to be the best of the best. He has to be like amongst the best. And uh, that would be a, a big feather in the Saints cap if Ryan Ramchek's on that level. You, you have to know, Mike, it's like different players have different injuries at different times in their career. It might be uh, when they were young, high school, college, and the pros. But all of a sudden, if you've been relatively healthy, then all of a sudden something happens. Oh, no, the sky's falling. It's like, oh, no, I feel terrible. Every week I'm trying to do something. I think Ryan Ramchek is tough, tough individual. But what you're dealing with, and you don't realize modern medicine might be able to help you, that all of a sudden, man, I feel like a new man. I feel like I'm ready to roll. And I'm sure uh, himself and his family what better living uh, than to be a top tackle in the NFL and get paid? You can't get paid like that in the real world. So you want to extend that career. Now, you don't want to be a cripple for life. Uh, you want to continue to move forward. So uh, I think that's very encouraging if they had a procedure and Ryan Ramchek is ready to roll. Because now you have would have solidified. Now you can get hurt any game. But you more than solidified the right tackle. Now the left tackle... Now, to me, that's still a question. Because what we're doing in the interior, I, I think how they've invested in McCoy, uh, 
And then uh, from Michigan, uh, Mike. The, Cesar Ruiz. Cesar Ruiz. Okay, they, they're leaning upon them. But then I'll look at uh, Mike. What's uh, going to happen on the left side? Do they have a better option than Andrews Pete? I don't know. I mean, to me, Andrews Pete, what he did last year, I, I, that's a big feather and Andrews Pete's cap. I mean, what he did last year, considering the bind that the Saints were in, Andrews Pete was outstanding. He didn't win the Powerball, but he won the lottery. Showing he not only he could play and play well, he was healthy for the most part. And, and there's not enough left tackles. If you look at like uh, 32 teams, and uh, who is really a top-notch who you can rely upon week in and week out at left tackle? Mike, there's not 32 cats. Uh, there's not. And all of a sudden, I don't know what uh, Andrews Pete and his camp, what they want. But all I know is when Andrews Pete, because Mike, uh, i got to give Andrews credit. Because I thought, oh, they already tried this experiment already. He didn't work out a left tackle because it didn't work out initially. He did more than a solid job at well, left tackle. Right. He didn't work out initially. They put him on the inside. And uh, that could be Trevor Penning, whatever. You work out a guard instead of tackle. But Andrews Pete, you talk about a success story. And I love this. Because uh, Andrews Pete, he's so big, you would think he should work out. He goes from like being wanting to be, or the Saints wanting him to be a left tackle. He goes in the interior. He makes a Pro Bowl at, at left guard. And all of a sudden, we had a bind. We need you at left tackle. Now, we, uh, we're compensating you at a high level. So, Andrew Pete, he was able to accomplish that. I don't know, Mike, if you could go uh, from a confidence standpoint that I don't know if you're going to work out a left tackle, we got to put you in the interior, and then you kick back out on the outside what he did. No, Andrews Pete, simply what he did in a Saints uniform, I think he's going to be well compensated in 2024, whether the Saints are another team. What I don't know is, what does John Benton and Rick Dick, uh, Dennison think about? Without because a doubt. Because they're going to have oh, the say-so. Now, because they control things up front along the offensive line. What Benton and Dennison think about 100%. how the offensive line looks? And that's the unknown. And what they'll do with Trevor Penning? What do you do there? I think you try and uh, help Trevor Penning's confidence and maybe use Andrews Peters as an example, uh, that you move on the inside, you let him play and be a little dominant, and you're playing uh, uh, two or three months or a, a whole season, and you're able to get some confidence. Because you, you, the more you could do, whether you send a guard, guard center, whether you tackle guard, uh, guard tackle, or left tackle, right tackle, I think that would not hurt Trevor Penning because right now his confidence has to be shot uh, considering how they want to put him in there, considering where he was drafted. But I, I think that doesn't mean he can never play tackle. The perfect example is Andrews Pete. He was supposed to be a left tackle, and then they moved him at guard. He made the Pro Bowl, and the Saints are in a bind, and all of a sudden he plays left tackle. There's not enough left tackles. There's 32 teams. Mike, you know this. There's not enough, so there's always a market if you're excelling at a high level, and they can rely upon you week in and week out. Bob, that's why Charlie and I did this Monday. I have seven tackles that'll go in the first 20 picks. Seven because, that are rated that way. Because you want young tackles, there's not enough of them. And you got a multi-zillionaire quarterbacks all across the league. Okay, they're talking about somewhere down the line, Justin Fields asking uh, wherever he ends up, 
for 45 to $50 million a year. Justin Fields, what he's active for that? What does he accomplish? Not even, he's a, what, a 50% passer? I'm I mean, just telling you. No, supply and demand, there's not enough quarterbacks going around. And so you got to protect that guy you paying all that money to. And it's not just on the left side. Because now they're swinging oh, defensive yeah. linemen the, 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 the all to the right side. Yeah. So you better have both edges secure. You know, there's another guy who did that, and it was Andrew Whitworth. He had told me he had always played tackle. And so when the Bengals picked him, guess where he played? Left guard. Then they swung him back out to tackle. Yes, yeah, so that's why. Can you make it and be in the top five on offensive line? Now it's kind of different center. Center's like, a different uh, animal. Okay, yeah, I'd say more. It's very seldom you see like tackle to center. You could see uh, guard center, center guard. Now, but you could see tackle to tackle or tackle to guard. You could see that. So, but uh, listen, you got to be uh, uh, flexible. I mean, the more you could do is how you last in the NFL. Versatility yes. gets you paid pretty well in talent. We'll be back with more sports talk. And Chris Dotson, who covers the Pelicans for Clutch Points, will be on with us talking about the Pelicans and what a wild ride. Not only last night in beating the Knicks, but getting to Indianapolis. We'll have that story and more right after this break on the Big 870 WWL. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, And on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line from Clutch Sports. He covers the New Orleans Pelicans. Does a great job there. Chris Dotson. Chris, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We're going to lay it out. Uh, man, last night a big win over the Knicks. And then from there it went downhill. Um, I saw, you know, Jen posted it early this morning about all the problems they had uh, with the plane having to get on. I think it was the plane the Warriors had traveled on to get to Indianapolis. I think they got in at 5.36 o'clock this morning to Indianapolis, and then bang, you got to play tonight against the Pacers and four questionable players now for the Pels tonight against the Pacers. Yeah, yeah, sure is. Mike D, thanks for having me on. It was a tough trip for them. I talked to a few people I sent texts to, and they said, you know, they, they got on the plane at 5, 6, they're at the hotel. But, you know, after all that kind of nonsense, you either got a nap on the plane or you're still going to have to take some time to wind down at the hotel. And some of the guys were still – they ate breakfast before they went to sleep is what I'm hearing. So maybe they're well-rested. They still got their time in. But, yeah, getting into the hotel and having to play a game and be at the gym eight hours later, that's, that's nobody wants to do that for the job. Well, uh, Chris, I don't know. Uh, they played the Knicks JV, uh, considering who was uh, available. 
And I don't know, it was like two and a half, and then it's like four and a half, six and a half, whatever it might be. So it didn't surprise me how uh, the Pels were able to come out on top with that considering their opponent. But you know what I'm encouraged by? Hopefully he can build upon this, is Trey Murphy. I'm looking at Dang, Trey Murphy awesome. uh, with a strong performance, scored 26 points, uh, 9 of 14 shooting. He had 16 points in the fourth quarter. Obviously, that was a big impact, to say the least. He tied a season high with six makes from behind the three-point arc. That's what the Pels need, not just Zion and B.I., but whether it's Trey Murphy or whether it's Herb Jones or whatever, we need to have those kind of impactful games from players not necessarily that you might think is going to make the difference whether you win or lose. Oh, no, I agree with you. And, I mean, Trey's a first-round draft pick, but Herb is – arguably shown more, you know, throughout the last few years. But Trey putting the ball on the court, that dunk that Zion, you know, said was real impressive. Yeah. You saw a lot of him coming out of a slump. But even more importantly, I think I, I just published this one, the next seven games, five of those games are against teams that are in the bottom ten and guarding the three-point line. So if there's a time for Trey to really snap out this slump and this not be a one-off, this next two-week stretch for him is going to be great with the, the days off and playing teams that just cannot defend the three-point line. I think we see Trey get back on track in the next week or two. Now, uh, when you look at it, uh, Chris, uh, I'm looking at uh, obviously uh, what happened uh, the first two quarters, uh, a little sloppy. Uh, They had uh, nearly as many turnovers as assists. They had eight turnovers, uh, nine assists. And then you look at Herb Jones. uh, I mentioned him, uh, who came into Tuesday's game shooting a career high, basically 42.5% from threes. He converted uh, three or four attempts. So, uh, to me, the, the one player that uh, who has uh, stepped up his game, I want you to comment on, like, Herb Jones. Because we all, yeah. always know him as a defensive player. But his shooting ability, and he's been clutch. I mean, uh, that is something that obviously has to continue. But, but I've been impressed with Herb Jones. Oh, yeah, me too. And, and to touch on your point of playing the Knicks JV, the Pelicans always play down to competition this year. So the That's fact true. they went out and took care of business, I'm fine with that. And Herb coming out, I go back to his senior year at Alabama when he wore that cast. I really think that knocked his draft stock down considerably because he was making strides as a sophomore and junior. His percentages were going up. That senior year, he still shot like 80-something percent from the free throw line with a cast on his hand. So him actually having this growth over the last few years – I mean, I I don't think it's that surprising to some people in the building and the Pelicans that, that scouted him. But on the negative side, I think Herb Jones might have cost himself about $25 million signing that contract last month or last offseason and not waiting until this year when he could have really cashed in. And that's that's good business by the Pelicans in the front office. We all know Herb likes security and going fishing. So he's probably not counting them dollars the same way I am. But I, he, the Pelicans got a deal signing him up and then seeing the season he's putting put out after they signed that contract. Chris, one of the things, Bob and I talk about this a lot in the football season, it's not who you play but when you play them. But you know what? You could say the same damn thing about the NBA. It's not about who you play but when you play them. And, you know, to me, you know, tonight with everything that's happens kind of away from the game and now you got four guys that are questionable, man, the pace is what they are. The middle of the pack team in the NBA, you would say. Now they got one great – now Halliburton, man, uh, he, he can flat out play. But my thing about it is um, I think this would be a big-time win 
for the Pels, based on everything that's happened, that they could pull out a W tonight against Indiana. Well, uh, Chris, like Mike's saying, uh, all I know is, uh, look, uh, we're hitting the road, and uh, we're on the road uh, against Indiana trying to have a three-game road winning streak. But uh, you know what caught my attention? Indiana leads the NBA with 57 points in the paint. You know, you look, uh, uh, how you say that name? Uh, Pascal uh, Siakam? Yeah, Bob Siakam. doing yeah, very well <laughs> yeah. to Indiana. So, and so, they found a way to fit in the paint very well, and yeah. I didn't think that fit was going to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when I look at that, it's like, I don't know, it's going to be a challenge, and then what comes on Friday, then they come back here and all that. But, um, hey, listen, uh, where are you at? Uh, look at the Pels right now. Uh, they're 35 and 24, and the Pacers are 33 and 26. Uh, that's basically uh, a mirror image of who you're playing. Bob, one of the things that's just breaking Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, Trey Murphy, and CJ McCollum will play tonight oh, well, then, versus uh, the Pacers. Well, so the, the, the four the, the, people that were no, questionable. You, you count on them. Now on. They, it's being reported that they will play tonight. And we knew CJ. Uh, what he missed? Was it a couple games? No, like uh, uh, with, the, with the ankle uh, injury, well, well, three games. You yeah. know, high ankle sprain yeah. that could be a month, month and a half. But CJ coming so, back, so that's good news to yeah. have those four guys that will be available tonight. Yeah, I just seen that pop up on my screen as well. Didn't want to cut you off. I think it's great. I think CJ could have maybe even went last night, but they just held him back. Brandon Ingram tweaking that ankle. I didn't expect him tonight. That's a great thing to hear. And then Zion. They've always listed him as questionable with his foot contusion. Yeah. To see him fighting through that yeah. is is great to see, especially knowing how cautious this front office has been with injuries. To let this, it's not just his decision to go play. You know, it's the medical trash things. They have the coaching. They all have to come to this and come to that conclusion together. And the fact that they put an all four on the court tonight says they really want to make a statement. Yeah, the Pacers are a mirror image of the Pelicans. They're both one or two games up on the eighth or ninth seed or behind the fifth seed. They're, they're right there in the middle of that pack. Yeah. If the Pelicans can win the night, they will have a good bit of separation uh, over that play-in you know, play spot. So your, that, your, your, thoughts, uh, your thoughts on Halliburton as a player? Oh, it, it, he, the Pacers won that trade big time. Halliburton, I don't know why they'd ever gave up on him and didn't trade Fox, but he's turning into one of the top five players in the Eastern Conference regardless of injury. And, I mean, if Joel's out, he might even be a top three player, depending on Halliburton. I mean, nobody puts up 20 assists with his efficiency and no turnovers. That streak earlier this season was downright historic, and that showed that they've got something really to build around there for the next five, seven years. You know, uh, you know, Chris, when I look at it, uh, and you, you mentioned Halliburton, uh, 21 and a half points, uh, right under 12 assists per game. And then uh, you look at Siakam. I mean, he's averaging 21 points over the last 10 games. And I think from an NBA perspective, isn't it like, even though it is basketball country, Indiana, uh, you know, Indiana Hoosiers and all that, you look at Kentucky, you look at Duke, you look at Kansas, whatever. To me, like, Indiana is kind of like almost a small market um, up north, if that makes sense. Okay, the one team to me, Hey, Chris, I want you to elaborate on this. You look at the East and the Western Conference, but look at Cleveland. Okay, well, we all know what happened with the Cavaliers when they had LeBron and all, but look where Cleveland's at right now. 
to me, that, that, that's been uh, caught my attention. And to win a game like they did last night. Right. That, that, that what, a 55-foot shot? Yeah. Good gracious. Yeah, Struss hitting that shot's ridiculous. But uh, look at if you go back to the trade deadline, we were mentioned to be in with Jared Alvin or Evan Mobley. The Cavs took Mobley off the court to finish that game last night, and their offense looks a ton better. So I'm glad that uh, the Pelicans did not go for any move for Evan Mobley. I mean, if the Cavs are sitting, what can we do with him? You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, now uh, you know, Chris, when you look at uh, where the Pels are at right now, and, uh, you know, going forward, uh, you know, whether you're playing on the road or you're playing at home, what are your expectations? Because, like, look, I was at that game when they beat the Rockets, they put it to them. And then you have uh, two disappointing games. Are we going to be in that kind of roller coaster come, you know, March into April? Where, uh, I mean, we're not going to, we're going to avoid the playing game. We're not going to avoid it. So what's your take? Where do you think we're at? Yeah, I think if they fall back into the play-in, you know, that, that bottom four, the seven, eight, nine, ten, it's going to put a lot of pressure on Willie Green either to start next season or the front office to really figure it out this offseason. But the Pelicans, I mean, they play down to their competition so much. They've dropped all these double-digit leagues. They've got to show that they can go out and yet not just be competitive and play to their standard, but take care of business against teams you're supposed to take care of. Because there's going to be, you know, a few nights if they make it to the playoffs where they're really going to have to dig deep. And they haven't shown the ability to do that consistently this season. They do it about once a month. If you if we're being honest, you be out right. big game That's last true. month where he hit eight of eleven threes. A month before that, Zion went off, but they have not done two or three games like that just consistently, and that's something I want to see. And they just dropped two home games, and they're gonna play this Pacers team tonight. They play again in a couple of days in the Smoothie King Center. Right. So it's gonna be fun to watch that little playoff baseball series happen and how the team responds, no matter what happens tonight. Well, you know when I look at Chris, uh, I don't know. You got to take care of home court advantage. I mean, I don't know. Uh, if you can win on the road, then you lose at home. But you got to win at least one of the next two. Uh, obviously, you want to win uh, both of them. Uh, but 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 the the bottom line is you got to win uh, one of two. And um, we cannot be, uh, Chris. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but we can't be where all of a sudden when you look at our record, it doesn't matter if we play on the road in the our home. In the Smoothie King Center, we basically are the same team. What? It can't be like almost, uh, when you look at the record and what we've done on the road and what we've done at home, there's not much difference. Well, you have to be, I, I think, dominant at home. you got to secure sense. home field yeah, advantage. A, a home court advantage, home that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they really do need to take care of business at home. They've dropped a few, uh, both games against the Grizzlies, two games against the Rockets, the the Heat game the other night, Chicago game the other night. That's eight wins there in first place if they just take care of business at home. They haven't done it, but at least they're consistent as a team, and it's not like you know they're, they're at home and great, and they're terrible on the road. At least they're kind of – the variance isn't there, so so to speak. But they, there's still a lot left on the bone for this team for them to really show their potential and – They've, they've got yeah they've got to win at home and splitting tonight I don't think that's too big of an issue come back home and win against the Pacers but either way three and three four and two out of the break is decent but this is a team we were talking about going seventeen and ten out of the break and chasing fifty wins and now they've got to really step it up if they get them one hit even like forty eight so that's right I think yeah I think some of that talk they might have got a little bit ahead of themselves and they got they got humbled at home. And that maybe that's another reason they're playing in Indiana tonight and fighting through these bruises and bumps. 
But when they come back, what, Monday, Sunday, in a couple of days to play the Pacers, that's going to be one another big test on Willie Green because he's lost some big coaching battles. Like Spolster just outcoached him the other oh, night. No question. There, there, Jordan Hawkins should have never brought that ball up with five minutes left. Herb Jones left him. B.I. left him. I wrote about it. They were already in the corner. And Kobe White stripped Jordan Hawkins at midcourt and scored before we even had two other Pelicans players on our side of the court. Green has got to start winning the coaching battles in the margins because that's where it's really going to show up in the playoffs. And Spolster's one of the best. Indiana's got a good one. And we're going to face a few more good ones down the stretch. Chris, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always appreciate it. You do a great job, bud. Uh, keep up the great work. Hey, thanks, guys. See y'all around. Thank All righty. Chris. Chris Dotson, who covers the Pelicans for Clutch Point Sports, will be back with Triple Option. Steve Geller will join us right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Steve Geller joins us for Triple Option. Bobby Jake, go first. Well, I, I don't want to be long-winded, but I guess I'm always long-winded. Uh, but uh, you know what? If I look at my crystal ball, Mike, I told you this. Uh, probably about 4 o'clock, 3.50. That, uh, okay, when you look at what's the future of college sports, when okay. you look at name, image, and likeness, and then you look at transfer report and all that, I would not be surprised if that uh, all of a sudden players are not employees of their prospective universities. They had a ruling that came about that gives Dartmouth basketball, Dartmouth, Ivy League. Uh, you know, you get academic scholarships. They don't give, uh, you know, uh, sports scholarships. But a ruling that gives Dartmouth basketball team the right to unionize. To unionize. Yeah, oh, that's a big Unionize. I mean, you, go. you got it. You got it. It has uh, far-reaching implications for all of college sports. Even though it's Ivy League, uh, you look like uh, f- football factories, Michigan, Alabama, whatever. But the National Labor Relations Board uh, officials, the players on the path, path, uh, path, with a TH path toward a union. Now, now they had to point players to sit down with the school and negotiate a collective borrowing agreement. That means you're an employee, like you have in the NFL, the player association, and the owners, and all that. So when I saw this, that caught my attention. Now, the uh, decision will obviously impact uh, the sports nationwide. Now, Dartmouth players, uh, Kate Haskins and Romeo uh, Murtho, if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, they had a statement that uh, the NLRB regional director, uh, Laura Sachs, agreed that they are employees of the school. We believe that other athletes will recognize the opportunities this ruling presents and will be inspired to follow suit. So the reason why I'm bringing this up, because I'm telling you right now, there's going to come a time and point. You look at name, image, and likeness. You look at transfer portal. The next step is that college players, when NCAA, NCAA, they're going pecan. Uh, the NCAA or college players, they're going to be employees of prospective universities. Now, you have to look at what's going to come about. Now, uh, the Dartmouth players, what did they want? Uh, I believe they want to be paid $20 an hour. 
Because, again, you don't get athletic scholarships. You know, you're playing at Dartmouth. Uh, they want to get play, paid an hourly wage, $20 an hour, like a cafeteria worker on campus with a school paying their health care premiums. All that's uh, connected. Now, but, uh, but if they would win, the implications are likely to spread throughout college sports. I'll tell you, the snowball effect. If Darwin basketball players ultimately deem employees, that makes it much more difficult for schools with big-time sports where they have even more control over their athletes and the money at stake is into the billions. Not millions, billions. I'm telling you. So amateur athletics, as far as the big-time programs, I'm telling you, I told them like this. Watch, okay, we in 2024. Watch, um, I don't know, I'm going to be more conservative. 2026. Watch if I tell you. Okay, I'm telling you, watch what I'm telling you. That uh, what's going to come about with, with, with college sports compared to where we're at right now, that everyone, you know, you're like, oh, name, you remember name, image, and likeness? And how you have more uh, liberal transfer port and all that. I'm telling you, watch. It'll be, it won't be amateur athletics. There's so much money involved with college sports. They get, they're going to be prospective employees of their universities. Now, uh, they might I'm not. I'm going to want more than $20 yeah. an hour. No, no, no. no but, but that's Ivy League. <laughs> but, but that's an Ivy League thing. No, all they want, because they want the health benefits. Like a no, Dartmouth. it's really more the benefits than the twenty bucks an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's more Dartmouth, Yale, and all that. Uh, because, but it all snowball. It's all you know what happens because I've been part of this. It's collective uh, bargain. You have a union and all that. You got to collectively but bargain. Who are you going to bargain you're gonna with? From a player standpoint. Well, you uh, uh, whoever's in charge of college football. Whether it's NCAA, whoever. See, no. the thing is, I, I'm not real sure who's in charge of college football, Stephen. No, it, it might not be the NCAA. It, it, I don't think so. They might have a commissioner in the future, uh, think, the, the Power uh, Five, whatever. Conference commissioners. Yes, Probably yes. That right. will be the case. No, yeah. I, I'm telling you, watch, it's going to happen, Mike. Uh, guys, the NFLPA today came out with a survey from the players' perspective on all the teams. New Orleans did pretty okay in some of the categories. Two of the ones that stood out to me is an abomination for the the South, for New Orleans. I could not believe. One, treatment of families, a D plus. How is that possible? Looking at their explanation here, some players say that their families find it hard to get answers to questions or information that they need. Okay, whatever. Then you go on to the big one for me, F. F in food and cafeteria. Now, we do know at least that the cafeteria is under construction right now. They're redoing it, getting a facelift, and that's why part of the reason why training camp is going to be in California uh, this coming season. But that don't affect the food. That's the what I'm saying here. It says several players are looking for fresher, healthier, and better quality food. They do not feel that the food program is up to the standards of professional sports teams. Well, uh, all I know is uh, Ricky Jackson thought, and he made uh, the NFL Hall of Fame, he, he thought uh, part of the menu should always be Popeye's fried chicken. 
It worked for him, right? I mean, uh, come on. Is that healthy? Come on. I mean, all I know is you want to eat healthy. Obviously, I understand that. But uh, that's almost like blasphemy (laughs) that in New Orleans— that the cafeteria, the food is not up to par. And we're not even talking about the Superdome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and Bobby had his full of chicken one time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Benson got a really good deal on chicken one time, so Bob was eating oh, chicken. Oh, no, in, in Hammond at Southeastern, uh, i never forget this. Uh, we had training camp in Hammond, and it's so freaking hot that summer. It was unbelievable. The heat index is 110-plus and all that. I'm telling you, we ate chicken every freaking days. You know, like uh, like like like, like uh, Bubba Gump. Uh, you can fried shrimp, gumbo. The whole thing. We ate chicken about ten different ways, and I'll tell you, there was a bunch of chicken trucks on on uh, eighteen wheelers on the side of the road. It was so freaking hot. The, the the chickens were dying. We got a discount on chickens, <laughs> so they just shipped it to Hammond at Southeastern, and we had chicken, chicken like uh, not for breakfast, but like lunch or dinner. We we eat some kind of chicken. No, I'll tell you that, that, that that's not an opinion. That's what happened. Oh, not, this is not, not this is not not nineteen eighty five. So. 80, no, it was 86. Yeah, 86. I want to wish my good friend Jen Hale happy birthday today. I know happy it was a long Jen. day for her, so we've been a great part of this show. So happy birthday, Jen. We'll be back to finish chicken it up here. Nuggets, and our uh, number two of sports talk. chicken, fried chicken. That's it for our number two of sports talk here on the Big 8 Head. We want to tell everybody at 7 o'clock, LSU baseballs, they place the rice owls, and you can hear it right here on the Big 870 and free on the Odyssey app. And at 6 o'clock, Steve and Bob, they'll have a lot. Lot of, uh, I guess, sound from Dennis Allen at the Combine. We'll be back with more sports talk right after this news break. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.